Hello and welcome to this week's BWB Extra, where we continue our conversation with Oliver Bruce, CEO and founder at Pinpoint Media. We dive deeper into discussing the social media phenomenon that is TikTok, what makes it so powerful and why Andy's particularly concerned about it, how the platform should be used and why businesses should be embracing it. We also discuss the future of tech and the workplace and how the next generation should be preparing to adapt to the shift we'll be seeing in the jobs market. I go on TikTok and I mean, the videos are very persuasive and then an hour's gone and I feel like uh, I feel like someone has uh, sucked the soul from, you I know. know. I'm like, it's like I've watched really shit TV for a while and no, nothing it's happened. Like Instagram, I'm like, Instagram, you get, you get, you're there 15 hours later and you don't know how you got there. I have started to book in um, meetings for me just to sit on TikTok and pretend to be in a meeting. That is the level of addiction that I have got to but, with but, this But you, you're at the end of yeah. this. Something else is happening to other people. When you've done it for an hour, don't you just feel like you've wasted your life? No? You feel you, you feel a buzz after it, do you? A buzz maybe not, but... but educated, learned, you know, you can go through, you can learn stuff on TikTok. Can you? Yeah. It's probably better than just watching TV for an hour. Do you know, right? I, le- I genuinely learned how to peel an orange without actually having to, with one cut. You cut the middle of the orange, turn it over, boom, open, all the bits come out. What do you mean turn it, hang on, say that again. Cut an orange, right? You've got to right. sort of um, circle, Across cut the it in middle. half. Any, well, yeah, just down the middle. All the way through? All the, all the way through, yeah, okay, good. I like the attention to detail. All the way through. Turn it open, you've got two halves, yeah. okay, two halves, and you just bend it, and then all the bits oh, I just... See. Genius, okay. right? Yeah. Well, I don't know, I didn't really have a problem peeling my oranges. No, that... to be fair, nor did I, but nevertheless, still learnt it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like there's instructions about how to peel bananas, isn't it? It's, it's never really held me back, I, is, to say, I, you know? I mean, I just, I don't really look at TikTok until I go to my nieces who are ranged between 14 and 22. And they will literally sit at the kitchen table for hours just going, and look at this one, and look at this one, mm-hmm. and you'll just get this stream of stupidity normally. I guess it's very efficient. They're delivering so many. Every, every video's chopped down to, is it still limited? Not as much, but it is, yeah. I mean, you can't put a feature film on there, but it is. Oh, they've extended they've it. Extended, what, it's, what, it's, what, it's, what it, 30, 30 seconds. seconds. Now it's a good, a good duration, but it changes on, on a regular. But you now find, or oh, I find myself going on TikTok and looking at these broken up documentaries and you go into the profile, you go part one, part two, part three, part... You've uh, watched an entire Netflix series on TikTok by just finding each part. That is the reality of TikTok now. How about how about the elephant in the room that it's, it's Chinese, isn't it? It I is Chinese. So everything, dogs, yeah. Every, yeah, so are we comfortable with, you know, that? I know, I mean, I'm being serious. That is a, it's a, it depends on who you are. I'm okay with it. I've come to... To, to realise that actually just allowing a little bit of data usage might make the user experience better when purchasing a product or when wanting to purchase a product. We're in that world, so I can't say it's that bad. Yeah, but if I wanted to put this video up talking about is it okay if TikTok's owned by China, then I might regret that in five years' time when China owns when the country. When China owns the UK, yeah. you will regret it. Yeah, but that's the sort of, you know, I don't, I, it's a bit like, you know, I feel, I would be, you worry in some countries, you're going to say, well, I do about myself, I'm going to say the wrong thing and get like dragged away into the corner don't by the Stasi. I worry about that too, yeah. a lot of the All time. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, as a result, I can't leave Slough, apparently. But um, <laughs> no, seriously, 
seriously, uh, okay, I'm a business mm-hmm. and I, I should get on TikTok because 50% of Gen Z is just what, people uh, 25 and younger or 28 or young. But the point is, okay, I'm I'm a 20, I'm 25 years old. Am I Googling on, I'm, I'm TikToking for a plumber? Is that where I'm finding a plumber these days? No. You're not, not necessarily going to be TikToking for a plumber, but you'll be served content that's obviously relevant to what you might be looking for or have searched previously. For instance, if you're on other platforms, you can be served through cookies and you can be served through all these retargeting processes per se. You're more likely to go, my kitchen tap isn't working. Correct. Right. How do I fix it? You go on TikTok and it tells you how to fix it and it doesn't say phone a plumber. It says, get a wrench and do this, so that and the other and you follow the steps. Have right. you seen the pool guy? Have you seen the pool guy on TikTok? No. So this is for people who've got swimming pools, okay? So there's a, a, a sort of finite amount of people, let's say, that actually use TikTok with swimming pools, but they're being served. Hopefully not in the swimming pool. Uh, no, exactly. Dangerous. I like what you've done there. There's a hazard, a warning. If, you, if you're actually on it, you're looking at interesting things, videos of swimming pools or holidays or whatever. There is a guy who is called the pool guy who has simply done how to clean swimming pools. And he now does all the celebrity swimming pools because he's created a brand for himself on TikTok known as the pool guy which is serving content to people that is interesting how to behind the scenes of what to do X, Y, and Z. So whenever you need your swimming pool cleaned, if ever you do, that is the person that springs to mind. So he's making money both via TikTok now on telling people with less money how to clean their own pools. Yeah, maybe not less money, but I'm interested in it. And, you know, I granted, haven't got a swimming pool, but, gen- you know, genuinely, would you go on TikTok and go, that's interesting, look at that and remember it. The well, pool you guy. genuinely mm. would watch a TikTok on how to clean a pool even though you don't have a pool? Yes, would. Okay. Yes, it was. Okay, that's insane. Do you feel that um, Instagram just carries on or it's getting, it's going to get chewed up? I mean, it's copied a lot of the format or? Yeah, Instagram is, uh, it needs to change again. They've just changed their algorithms to try and look like TikTok and feel like TikTok. It isn't working. People use Instagram for a different reason to what they use TikTok for, but Instagram have yet to actually. Uh, make it addictive like TikTok. It used to be brilliant. It used to be excellent. Put your photos on there. Great, 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 great. You'll notice that, that, that certain generations now don't necessarily post on their wall. They only post on stories. Most generate, you know, younger generations use Snapchat instead of WhatsApp. There's totally different ways of communicating now mm. that you yeah. only, you, you kind of, you can almost segregate it into generations. It's like this platform, Facebook works for this generation. Instagram works for this generation. TikTok works for this generation. And it's so, so they're building their own, in their own obsolescence, you think? I think, well, Facebook obviously own or mess with oh, that. Though, own, how, own, own how Facebook continues to be in any way relevant when nobody under what? AC. Yeah, <laughs> looks at it. I don't understand. It's true. It is true. I, it's a clunky. Yeah. I mean, there's a wider story with Meta, though, isn't there? In as much as there's that, that, that yes, Metaverse, which is a phrase. The fact that it's now. called Meta drives me out the wall anyway. Why? Because it's not doing what it says it's doing. Because if it was really a Metaverse, yeah. it would be like a universe about itself. Okay. Because that's what meta means. Yeah. It means, you know, so like metadata is data yeah. about the data. Correct. But right? what happens if it will be in the future and they're just well, okay, simply coining the phrase now? I don't think it is going to be. No? It? I don't know. Well, it's the, that is where they are going. They're going through augmentation and virtual reality okay. to try and get into 
the world of meta. I wonder about the next stage, you know, um, I have some of those Ray-Ban glasses with the camera in, and I, the thing that irritates me is the the sort of constant trying to capture stuff, and you just, you could just re fast forward a little bit, and it'll all be automated, surely. I won't even have to think about it anymore. I'll just wear some glasses, they'll have a camera I'll have contact in, lenses that do and, it. And, yeah, and it will record this thing, and then that makes the whole format thing kind of interesting, because it's like, okay, well, it'll just chop it up for every different format. I guess, or yeah, something. repurposing. Interesting. So there are businesses out there, I won't name one of them, whereby they do repurpose certain pieces of content based on the platform it's going on to. So whereby okay. you might have yeah. to, you know, you used to make a video, a ad, or an advert for, for, for a brand, for instance. Now you have to make multiple different iterations of it for the audiences, so you can retarget them and it resonates with them individually, X, Y, and Z, and there's multiple platforms. So there is so much more that you have to do with a single piece of content now versus what you used to have to do. Like this podcast should be chopped up into multiple different pieces to attack all of the different people that might listen to it rather than it just being a piece of audio and a piece of video. Hmm. It, it, it's so exhausting. I'm almost like the, when we get to the point that if, if, if it's being automatedly captured, then yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I mean, the fact that a business, look, listen to what you just said there, I'm a business. Now I've got to chop things up and purpose it. You know, I've got to go that for that generation, that for that generation. That's what everyone's having to do. And then a new platform will come along. It's, it's just exhausting. And, you know, no doubt agencies like yours as a result exist, but I just find it like... Um, I don't know. It's it's it, it, it needs to be automated. It needs. But you've to also happen. got to work out why you're doing it. If you sort of mean, because some you know, like a business like ours, for example. Yes, you know, we might want to be advertising more to Gen Z, but probably not. No. Because actually, most of our customers are going to be between twenty five and yeah sixty. But at what point do you advertise to Gen Z? Because there'll become yeah, a point yeah, true. where you have to. And now, a quick word from our sponsor. Ulrich Clark got its start back in 1935. And while the world has changed a bit, it's more than just survived. From complying with the FCA and all things financy, they can also speak fluently in the language of legalese. Clark was born and raised right here in the UK and now for 20 years they've been helping others get set up and on their way. Ori Clark's doors always open and happy to provide straight talking financial and legal advice since 1935. Big shout out to Sean Veer Singh for a stellar jingle. You can find him at Sean Veer Singh Music on Instagram. And at this point, let me quickly remind you to give us a nice review, please, on Apple Podcast or follow us on Spotify so you'll never miss an episode. Now back to the chat. Do people, people hang on to the platforms they've become accustomed to or Gen Z or move on to something new if it comes along? That's interesting. Um, there's, a comp- there's a platform called Be Real out there, oh, which yeah. is a Gen Z platform. Well, it hasn't happened today yet. You've got, you know, Be Real's out there. And, and that is becoming more and more used, granted, but it's, it's authenticity. So there's different generations have different uh, elements that resonate with them, if that makes sense. Whereas Gen Z, for sure, are about reality and authenticity and being real fundamentally, which is why it's a great name, yeah. which is why TikTok works, because it's UGC, which is user-generated content. Aren't they, are they always user-generated content? TikTok. If it, well, they, what they say is make a TikTok, not an advert. So most of the stuff you see on TikTok, if it's an advert and if it's a shop at the bottom, has been produced cleverly to make it look like it's UGC, but probably edited on the app, probably 
filmed on the app with a phone, for instance. It's not going to be long. Oh, I see. On Instagram, I will get something that's not a user, it is a company. Well, no, on Instagram, you'll have something that's being curated to feel more polished than it is. So, right. so you'll have an advert, for instance, being cut together, graded, Photoshop, whatever, fake, basically, <laughs> that's put out there from an idealistic point of view. Whereas TikTok is a lot more authentic. When you go through TikTok, you don't have you know, massive amounts of people looking fake on it. That is why it is much better for Gen Z. That's why it resonates with them. That's because that's their Would you recommend appeal. that people therefore are quite slapdash about how they make things that they do On don't. TikTok? Yeah. Not necessarily slapdash, but UGC by definition, user-generated content, is something that shouldn't be too polished. Okay. So if you look at most of the big brands out there that are doing it, Ryanair do it brilliantly. They take the piss out of themselves, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and it works brilliantly. It's authentic. It's tongue-in-cheek. They've given it to a young marketing person within their business and gone, have some fun. There yeah. is no more around it than just have some fun. And that works really well with their audience. You know, brands do that. We do a lot of that with, for, for brands that we work with, is we build their TikTok authenticity and all, you know, things like that. I mean, oh God, the shit I've seen on TikTok, it's fucking, it's, it, it might be user-generated, but it is seriously curated in terms of they have practiced this thing again and again and again and again and now they've recorded. It's not like, hey, you know, we're just casually doing this thing. I mean, the stuff that seems to, I mean, the pool guy I haven't checked out, but do you think it, it I mean, I can't still you work You say that it. it's practice. Practice is cool. Practice makes perfect. You wouldn't do anything if you couldn't do it properly, right? Right. But you're not going to get a production crew down and go, right, 10 people there, we're going to shoot this, we're going to light this, we're going to do yeah, X, yeah. Y, and Z, and boom, we're going to have ourselves a million pound ITV advert. That doesn't happen on TikTok. So the, the, the business that you run helping brands um, do this, is there anything else? Uh, do you run another business as well? Or is that, is that their primary focus now at the moment? Well, it's not our primary focus. It's a focus when we're building out strategies for brands and for businesses and they want to attract a younger audience. We have the ability to put them onto TikTok, build their platform, grow them, resonate with certain markets, etc. Yeah. We've just done it for the world's biggest air show. We just built out their TikTok from nothing, you know. And it's, it's because we know how to, because, you know, fundamentally people in our business are Gen Z, right? So the people that are running it and building these platforms mm. and strategies, I should say, are fundamentally Gen Z. So they fundamentally use it. So they fundamentally get it. Yeah, you've got other individuals within the business that are millennials, for instance, or boomers or whatever. But those that are creating the content, distributing it, planning it, ideating it, are those that would essentially welcome the content being served to them. There's this really weird page turning thing that happening at the moment. You know, new worlds are being created all the time and then old worlds are dying and that's now being attached to generations. So each generation has got their platform and their world and then as you said, they control the business environment because they're the ones who understand yeah, yeah. it. And then there's someone behind you, you know, those 10-year-olds and little fuckers, they're yeah. going to be 18 <laughs> soon and then they're going to be like, fuck you. And But these new worlds, and it feels like that as a whole. It was something my brother was saying but I agree with him. It's like, um, you know, there's an old world that's dying and there's a new world coming about. Actually, in this conversation, it's like, well, within the, because these things drive the dialogue and drive the whole sort of, you know, what's going on in the culture and you can almost control society, which why it scares me underneath it that it's owned by Chinese people if it's becoming so fundamental amongst the generation because fuck knows what they're doing with the data, is that each time this sort of, you get this push through of sort of another another world coming through. My God, it's, that's, that's kind of mind-blowing, is it? Well, what are the 10-year-olds doing? What are they doing? Are they on, do they have mobiles? <laughs> do they have... I imagine they probably do, but what are they doing? I don't know. Normally, well, I don't know. What's the acceptable people, level for a mobile? Most people, it's like 12 or 13. 12 or 13 for a mobile, is it? Yeah, before Senior that... School. 
And, and before that, we almost make our kids live in a vacuum, which I find fascinating. Parents are so obsessed with them, kids not really getting an iPad and not really getting these sort of access to these things. There must be like a complete, you know, addiction once they hit 12, you know. You're saying small children don't play with iPads all the time. Well, kids, parents, are, no, they love them, but parents are spending their whole time trying to give them this authentic experience that they had, thinking that that's, you know, important. I mean, I think, the, you know, there are, a lot of ga- there are a lot of iPad games that, younger children will spend Minecraft and things like that that they will spend forever on. Interesting fact and stat, though. Of the current roles out there, or current kids at school, when they leave, 80% of those children will work in roles or jobs that don't exist right now. 80%. How mad Although, although you can't work out a statistic like that. That's like when they... What are we defining as a job that doesn't currently that don't exist? don't exist right now. You can't predict how many jobs will or won't. You can take a stab at it, I guess. Well, you, know. way, you, you can kind of hedge on the way that the world's evolving and the way that we're not necessarily going to need X and Y roles that we currently Man, have. Man, they've because... been saying it's the end of the accountant for fucking ages, yet here we God, still are busy. Yeah, I know, exactly. And lawyers and like... Wait, what was it you were saying? You said to me the other day something about Uri Clark won't exist, but the podcast will be great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, exactly, it could be. You know what I mean? But they've been saying... You, this that uh, Cambridge did a huge study of which roles will disappear, basically. And I thought, um, I thought like something like musician would be half the list. Oh, no, that's way down the list. We'll be gone with them soon, apparently. But, you know, it was right... <laughs> at the top you know was like space scientists and sort of you know really really astrophysicists yeah really really super sort of intellectual roles um but But these roles that you're saying about going on minecraft and learning how to use computers and develop and whatever that is the future if those kids are not doing that now and they're just reading books whilst that's great you know the guys that are learning how to code learning how to develop learning how to actually produce something through a computer or a piece of software that is the future those are the entrepreneurs of the, of the future years. I guess if I accept that fact, you're basically saying that 80% of people are going to lose their jobs too. Because in a way, we're saying that 80% of roles are gone. No, it'll just evolve. Yeah, yeah. It's different it, ones. It, you know, it, we all it may be less painful. You may accountants, get retired though, at Accountants would have, what, 40 years ago, just used pen and paper? You now use a computer, but you're still an accountant. Yeah. It, so well, the there was a huge point at which the calculator got invented and the calculator meant that uh, there was a loss of 500,000 uh, jobs in the accountancy industry in America. But then uh, three years later, there were like 2 million jobs created from the sort of like, oh, we've got all this data now. What do we do with it? You know, before- But I just, you know, I'm just like, oh my God, what will my nieces do? But then... <laughs> The eldest one is doing an English literature PhD and has never done anything but read books. So, like, she's but she'll be class, set up. But she seems the... fine. Yeah, she'll be the fine. Next one's down is doing medicine. That's going to be a job. Medicine's not going anywhere. Yeah, that's a always going to need a bit of medicine, eh? We'll be fine. We'll have retired before we're fucked. Yeah. It'll be fine. So that was this week's episode of BWB Extra, and we'll be back with a new episode next week. Until then, it's goodbye. 